Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, was the apology worth it? The project facing one of its biggest tests yet over a controversial joke. And speaking of controversy, Channel 7. Well, they've cast a controversial star for the next series of SAS Australia. But will it backfire? And a shock departure for Channel 9. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight. Welcome to another big week of TV Black Box. TV presenter David Robinson's in the house. Hello, Robbo. Great to be in your house as always, Rob. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Good to have you. The viewers advocate Steve Mulk is with us. G'day, Mulky. Hello, Rob. Hello, everyone. I'm recording on the land of the dark and young people, and I'd like to pay my respects uh, to their past and present elders, as well as those emerging, acknowledging that today was a hot one. Oh, yeah. Indeed. And and, I don't know what I want to say. (laughs) What are you, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to come up with some joke. Um, TV Black Box producer Abby Mickelson is with us. G'day, Abby. Hello, Rob. And I am recording on the land of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation today, and I want to pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging also. Abby, you've had some feedback this Uh-oh. week on TV Black Box. It's from Hilary Lane. She says, Abby is fabulous. About time we had a young person with strong views and a conscience. I think she lifts the pod to a new level. Keep it up, Abby. Kiss, kiss. Oi. Well, I never. Well done, Abby. Oh, thanks, Good Abby. job. We're all conscientious folk here at TV Black Box. But you're certainly not all young. <laughs> also got some feedback from Bullshit Street that says, who's this young upstart thinking they can tell us? I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's counterproductive. <laughs> hey, it really has been a big week, so let's get into it. And, of course, it's been a big week for everyone, but a bad week for the project. For anyone living under a rock, the troubled show has come under fire over a religious joke made by comedian Reuben Kay last Tuesday. I get a whole bunch on TikTok coming at me from a religious angle, right? Oh, Which oh. I think is hilarious because queer people, LGBTQIA+, predate any idea of God. We're present in the animal kingdom. You know, if you go prior to the Cambrian explosion, I'm sure there were two amoebas listening to Lady Gaga doing poppers and banging away. <laughs> so I think it's hilarious when someone messages me and says, you have to accept Jesus' love or you will burn in hell. Because I love Jesus. I love any man who can get nailed for three days straight and come back for more. (laughs) (laughs) Got a question, Walt? Not about that, no. (laughs) He didn't understand any of that. It's fair. Well, the outrage was immediate, with religious groups demanding 10 acts the show. And that led to this apology the following night. During an interview last night, our guest told a joke which we know was deeply and needlessly offensive to many of you. We want to acknowledge the particular offence and hurt that that caused our Muslim, but especially our Christian viewers. Uh, Obviously, I understand just how profound that offence was. Yeah, live TV is, it's unpredictable. And when this happened in the last few moments of last night's show, it genuinely took us all by surprise. And there wasn't a lot of time to react in any sort of considered way. Uh, It's fair to say we weren't expecting a comment like that to be made. We wouldn't knowingly broadcast it, of course. We acknowledge the offence that it caused, but more than that, we're sorry. Very sorry. ACMA has received over 200 inquiries about the episode. Guys, let's put the joke to the side. What I want to focus on tonight, controversy happens on live TV. There are things, even on a show like The Project, which is usually scripted to within an inch of its life, which is usually pre-recorded and edited, things slip through. So despite all the commentary about 
the producers knowing this joke was going to be said. Forget all that. Forget, forget the joke. What I want to focus on tonight is dealing with controversy because I think that that apology was piss poor, unbelievable, and threw one of their hosts under the bus. Robbo, when something goes wrong on a TV show, they had 24, they had the 24-hour news cycle to work out what they were going to do. What did they get wrong here? I, I think that the, it just wasn't believable. There was no feeling towards it. It felt like um, you were getting another lecture. Uh, and I, it just didn't feel it. It was classic um, your line, my line, your line, my line on the audio yeah. cue. Um, also, we've got to remember, uh, yes, Waleed said most people, I, I, I would bring that down. I, I don't think that the, the vast amounts of people um, who said they were offended or who people thought that they were, it just doesn't happen. What they could have done is use it, and I know you're going to speak about this, but turn it into content. Turn it into something that you can use Absolutely. on the show. And, How and, many times did we do that on Studio 10 where we took a controversy and we turned it into content on the show? Something happened. We would do an intro where we said, this has happened over the last 24 hours resulting from this as a result of something that happened on the show. We'd show it. They didn't show it. Mm. We would show the headlines. And then we would have a discussion about why did it offend, did we get it wrong putting it to air, and what are the lessons to learn? Yep. And it engages the audience in a way that this fake apology doesn't. Yep. Abby, I also felt, considering some of the headlines were about Sarah Harris laughing at the joke, because how dare she laugh at a joke or try to, you know, she's got a comedian on where you're, when you're on air and you're opposite a comedian, you're looking for laughter points. And that's not to say you're being fake, but you're trying to be generous. Yeah, of course. Right? You're trying to, oh, they're saying something funny, have a laugh, mm. right? You're not sitting there going, oh, is this appropriate, da 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 No. But for her not to really get the opportunity to read some lines that really, let's be honest, I reckon that apology was led by Waleed Correct. behind the scenes yep. as well. I believe that. And she basically got forced along to go for the ride. But... What do you want to say about it, Ab? I I don't have a huge issue with the apology itself. Um, I think, yes, it didn't feel overly genuine. I think that's because it probably wasn't genuine. I don't think they are sorry. I don't think they found it offensive. I think Wally was. I don't think so. I don't think he found it offensive. I don't. I think the majority of people who found it I mean, offensive. His reaction no, I don't on the night so. was pretty much like, what did you just say? It's not his the joke say? was made about. Yeah, I don't oh. think he found it offensive. Oh. I just, she, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No. no. Um, <laughs> just because it wasn't his God, as you say, doesn't mean he didn't mm. find it offensive or was worried about it. But anyway, that to the side. Yeah, but my point being then, so I, I agree the apology didn't feel overly genuine because I don't think it was genuine. I also don't have an issue with them doing an apology like that. The project, for good or for bad, isn't the kind of show where they sit around and have a discussion about things. It's very scripted. It's very to the point. So whilst... Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, maybe. And while Studio 10 is the perfect platform to sit around and talk about your opinions, that's not what the project is. So I don't think that response would have been overly genuine either. But they are doing more of that now. They and are I think that's talking, great. Uh, they, are, they are talking topics very mm. quickly, mm. but they're talking them a bit now on the project. But we all know that even when they used to do that, it was very planned. It was, okay, you're going to have this point of view and you're going to have this point of view. And so it just, it would have been the same thing. So, yeah, I didn't overly have an issue with them apologising. I don't think, like Robbo was saying, that the people who actually even care are that offended. I think people were looking to be offended. People love to rag on the project. I just, yeah, I, I didn't see a massive issue with the apology. I also didn't see a big issue with the joke. So, yeah. I would have started with Sarah Harris with the opening lines because she got the most heat from the headlines. I would have had her mm. go out on the front foot. If that's what the if that's the one that they want to do, that kind of style, um, mm. maybe that could have been a different. But I do agree with you. A, a nice little bit of conversation because it was still going the next day anyway, obviously, and it was still going and we're still talking about it. So, 
it was just a bad way of dealing with it, I thought. I do think, though, Rob, you made the point that they didn't play it again and they didn't say, oh, look what's been happening. I actually don't think that would have been the right move either because people, I think, would have seen right through that as they're not taking this seriously and they're just using it for more attention and things like that. Whereas if they're trying to... acknowledgement. Yeah, but if they're trying to say they're really sorry, they shouldn't... I don't think it's then a good move to go, hey, look what happened, and play it again because are you really sorry if you're playing it again? Well, with this apology, do you think maybe the apology was fine but the project doesn't have any credit in the bank? It has alienated so many people. It's been called woke. It's been called boring. That I mean, I'd, bloody hell, I'd hate to be called boring. I'd rather be called woke um, <laughs> as far as a TV you're show. certainly not, don't uh, worry. <laughs> That was rushing, Rob. I can't see a line for me. That was really good. So so do you think no matter what they did, they would have copped crap over it? As is evidenced by this conversation. Absolutely. Mm. It would would not have mattered whether the project didn't mention it, whether they apologised, which they did, or they doubled down and said, check out what happened to us, eh? Um, (laughs) Yeah. They, they would have been stuffed See, no matter I, I, which way it would mm. have come through. Respectfully, I don't agree with that. I think there are ways of handling it. I've been in enough situations where I've had to deal with this shit where you handle it and you can then get to move on. Their fake apology, isn't that what kept this story going? Who said it's fake? Jesus. <laughs> I'm sure he forgives them, Robbo. I'm pretty sure that that's in his sort of corner. All right. Do you, do you believe it was a genuine apology? I think that they were doing what they thought was what they needed to do, given the, the That's pressure not that they will have. That's not authentic. You just said it. They're doing what they felt they needed to do. But why, why does that make it fake? People apologise for all sorts of things because they know they need to, mm. whether they feel they need to is a whole other bag of It doesn't bags. make it sincere. No, but you can apologise for hurting someone's feelings even if you don't believe that you hurt their feelings. Or understand how isn't you that, hurt yeah. their isn't, feelings. Isn't you can, that the definition of a fake apology? No, because you can no. feel sorry that you upset someone without agreeing that that person should have been upset. If I offended you is a fake apology. Mm. That I offended you is a sincere apology. Mm. And it, it literally comes down to language in that respect. I, I don't think the, the project needed to apologise, in my opinion. I think they needed to just, just leave it alone. Let the outrage cycle burn itself out in the middle of world pride. Just let it happen. Christians of that ilk were looking for something to latch their tiny crippled hands into um, to get angry about because no one was listening to them get angry about the gays in any other way. And this gave them their opportunity to get angry. Um well, and, well, and I not wanting to stereotype the team here, but you are our official uh, god botherer. Uh, <laughs> Professionally so, yes. I, I work for a church. Uh, exactly. I've been a god botherer my whole time. And they didn't need to apologise. Yeah, that's an, uh, and this is why I brought that up, it, trying to be in a fun way, that, y- you know, if anyone was going to be offended on this panel about that joke, surely it would be you. Um, oh, I don't know. I mean, I... I have a pretty broad sense of humour and I am confident you know in what my... I mean. Sure, but I'm also confident in my um, faith to know that the God that I believe in and, and worship is not going to get upset about that sort of thing. You mm-hmm. know, that I think that there were... I, I could be... Look, I don't represent any specific brand of faith. That's not how the church that you I work for functions. You, yeah, I represent me and, and these are my thoughts and beliefs. Um I think it's a sad day when particularly church leaders stand up and get angry about uh, their saviour who couldn't handle that. Like they're getting angry on God's behalf when they really don't need to. I think that the God that they all profess to believe in is way bigger than that. And it's an interesting thing too, those 200 complaints to ACMA or inquiries at the moment, um, Mm. for any of these, if there are any complaints for them to get up, they had to have been watching the segment. They can't have watched it as a social media clip or anything like that. They have to complain to Channel 10. Channel 10 get the right of reply. Yep. And then if those people aren't happy with 10's response, they can take it to ACMA. And the good news for 10 and the project is that ACMA are toothless anyway. Ugh. So it doesn't matter if they do get something to happen, right? They Just play on, kids. You already apologised. Well done. 
200 is just a Nothing. weak number. Like, the f- who? It is weak. 200 And 200 people? inquiries, yeah, too, not even right. 200 complaints. Like, come yeah, on, I found that kids. terminology from the statement interesting. They had 200 inquiries. Are they allowed to say this? <laughs> yes. I do know there was a form letter that did the rounds that was penned by the Sydney Catholic Archbishop that people could put their name on and send into Channel 10, ostensibly. Mm. Uh, and then I would guess ACMA once they didn't get their response that they wanted. Um the the more interesting question would be how many complaints did Channel 10 get? We'll never know that for sure. Uh, the reality is that I'm confident that it, look, here's the here's the real rub. How many Christians watch the project? I think they've vastly overestimated that audience. Do you think that uh, God has left the project, Malk? Do you think that it's a godless show? <laughs> I think that God loves everyone and is present in everything, Robbo. Except so for the project. Yeah. I'd say that God was probably sitting next to Reuben and enjoying the show. Yes. All right. Let's go from one controversy to another because Seven have cast Craig McLaughlin in the upcoming season of SAS Australia. This will mark the actor's TV comeback after being acquitted of seven counts of indecent assault and six counts of common law assault by cast members of the Rocky Horror Show. News Corp confirmed McLaughlin flew out of Sydney last week to begin filming of the new series in the Middle East. And in late breaking news this afternoon, we've also had a full release from Seven advising of the new cast members, the whole cast. So it is confirmed McLaughlin is part of this cast. In addition, we have Cocaine Cassie. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What a joke. Oh, Sorry. it gets better. Jason Ackermanis. Who? Oh, Yes. Uh, he's man. an AFL Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. He had the blonde hair. Oh, he was on The Masked Singer. Um, Tim Robards, the, the original Bachelor. Oh, Stephanie Christ. Rice, Olympic gold swimmer. Peter right. Bowl. So he's the Olympic runner who yeah, just had this. a drug controversy. but oh. Accused of drug cheat. Accused of oh, drug, drug cheat, but always claimed his innocence and the second result didn't. Um, oh, he was need. on 7 News Spotlight just... last night. Totally cleared it up. Yep. You just tell people you're innocent. Yeah, Seven News Spotlight does it all the time. (laughs) Anthony Mundine, a world champion boxer. Uh Um, And renowned racist. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 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 They're pulling out all the big guns. Don't know that that'll make the cut. (laughs) That's a funny joke, Rob. That's funny. funny. The outrage casting machine is hard at work at Seven. (laughs) That's what we see in there. Fair point. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously... Uh, we posted this story about Craig McLaughlin. Um, it has been seen by people like Christy Willen-Brown who have not been happy. And, look, in the in the subpart for that story, I said he won his court case. And I understand everything that had been said in the judgment and I understand the anger there was to me terming it in those phrases because there were I, I did get a few comments and I've changed I've changed it so I I have to cop that it was clumsily written because I really tried to play a straight bat because I knew this was a very emotive one and I mentioned the fact he dropped his defamation proceedings everything he'd been accused of but I did say won the court case in the subpar later on I said not guilty found not guilty because people are making the distinction there's a difference so I accept that but. What do we think about the controversy corner that SAS Australia is trying to invoke, Abby? I think with this entire lineup, and that's the first time I'd heard those other names, so I'm still kind of processing those, but I, I do think even with some of those people, there is a difference here. So to me, with the hiring or casting of Craig McLaughlin, Channel 7 are saying multiple things. They're saying they either don't believe or don't care about the accusers, whatever one you want to go with. Don't believe or don't care. They're both pretty disgusting. Um, they are well, also that's, saying... Well, that's not essentially true because they've had people on the show that have been in jail, been but that's charged what I, I with think stuff. There's a diff- that's what I'm saying. I think there is a difference with this sort of alleged crime as there is with the other ones that are in that lineup that you mentioned. So they're saying they don't care or don't believe the accusers. They're also saying they don't care about the millions of other victims in Australia of this sort of thing. And I think them messing with people's trauma and re-traumatizing millions of people for the sake of having a controversial casting is appalling to be honest like 
really, really has pissed me off. I have been seething about this since it was first announced. It is just, what what is their purpose of this? Are they trying to give him a redemption arc? Because not interested in that either, and that's often what SAS does. They'll have the little confessional interviews where he'll talk about how hard his life is and how he's been cancelled, yet he's on a primetime reality TV show. I'm just not interested. I don't know what they're trying to achieve with this. And, I mean, I assume what they're trying to achieve is ratings and controversy and attention, I'm not interested. I don't think that's worth the consequences of what they're going to do. Malk, it is difficult from the point of view that he hasn't been found guilty of anything. Now, I understand the comments that were made by the judge and how if it was said at a different time, the verdict might have been different. But the problem that we have here is that they're casting people for sure He hasn't been found guilty of anything, so who decides the punishment? I I think there's so many parts to this, particularly in regards to even just the case that was brought against um, McLaughlin. Um, we did have a conversation at the time, I think, around when the judgment was was delivered, or certainly after the defamation case was dropped uh, on McLaughlin's part, that I think in retrospect I'd offer that if he never raised the defamation case, he probably could have got on, let's say in the public's eyes, a whole lot easier than starting a defamation case and then backing away from it the day before that you're about to be called yeah, to the so stand. so cowardly. Like at that point, it is putting the people who are your alleged victims, I say that in the context of the court case, um, putting the people who are the alleged victims through a whole lot more pain for no opportunity for their claims to be tested. And that's a pretty poor approach. Now, the whole SAS format is built exactly like Abby said. It's around this opportunity for redemption narrative. It's about sharing what your trauma is or what's going on. They have that big interrogation thing and then they get out and make you carry a you know, 20 kilo pack for th- 3,000 miles. Um, they're trying to break you down to build you back up. Mm. And uh, the, the challenge for many, I acknowledge that Craig McLaughlin has lots of supporters and they'll probably tune in to check him out. The challenge for many is that they think that he shouldn't be given the opportunity for redemption given that while he was found guilty given the oh sorry found not guilty i apologize found not guilty given what the judgment said and that as you have said that the the judge said it would would probably be a different outcome if he was able to be tested under the current laws and not the laws of the time and all of that sort of situation um there are a lot of people including me who believe christy christy Willen brown and to see somebody who in that case then appears to be a perpetrator allowed to make bank off the back of woe is me mm. is very, very hollow. I think one of the interesting thing, Rob, things, Robbo, is that you now have two people who faced off in court on the same network mm. Mm. and Christy Whelan brown is being very vocal about this this actually doesn't play well for Seven, does it? I wouldn't think so. I was thinking about this before. What is Seven expecting? Are they expecting him to be great talent in that environment? I, I, I don't think so, and I don't think it would be strong enough anyway in that environment. Any There are a multitude of people who could do it, who could get the same level of, you know, interestingness, that's a word, uh, and, um, and good <laughs> TV. Um, the other thing maybe we should ask ourselves as well is, what does Craig think he's going to get out of this? So does he think... Paycheck. This is redemption. Well, I think that is. Yeah, I was going to say I that. Think There's absolutely is a, a paycheck in there, but d- never underestimate the ego of going. I'm hmm. going to go out there and I'm going to show them. Of course, he, he needs to pay for his house. Spotlight was redemption. He yeah. thought that yeah. was redemption too. That was terrible. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I forgot all about. I put that out. It of really my head. helps his one man show that twenty people saw. <laughs> mm. And <clears throat> obviously, that's really bad and very serious. Uh, hold mm. on a minute, though. Just a change of gears. Cocaine. Cassie, what the <laughs> hell is this? Get me her agent, because you know <laughs> she's getting her on probably like prime time shows. Oh no, no. but um, I, I that's just as well. What what kind of talent are we going to get out of that particular person? Um, ignoring everything else, we've seen her being interviewed. You know, it, she's a normal person, but there's no star power there for goodness' sake. But she's a great courier. Oh, she won't make the first day. 
Like, Cassie Sainsbury will be gone in the first day. Jeepers creepers. Okay. Yeah, but there's promotional value in it. Like That's entirely... Corby. She's stunt casting, right? As as yeah. was um, whoever it was that was in the, the last season. The, the one thing that this has absolutely underscored for me, Rob, and I was a tenuous at best viewer of season three, season four is not even going to be on my radar. I'm not interested. Mm-mm. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how it rates. Well, look, coming up, the Logie Awards head to Sydney. A Channel 9 presenter makes a shock departure. And we'll find out what everyone's been watching on the TV Binge Box. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Channel 7 is set to bring the glitz and glamour of TV's biggest nights to Sin City on Sunday, July 30. It's been almost four decades since the TV Week Logie Awards were last held in Sydney. Seven shocked the industry when the network swooped in and obtained the rights to the event in September. Before Nine became the exclusive broadcast partner in 1995, you might remember the awards were shared between all networks on a rotating basis. In January, it became obvious the Logies would not be held in Queensland again when the state government announced a new partnership with the Actor Awards. Those awards will be held on the Gold Coast for the next three years. While a venue is still to be announced, the star is seen as the most likely home of this year's event. Robbo, are we excited about the Logies in Sydney? I'm a purist, so to me, the Logies are Melbourne. Melbourne are the Logies. But I think this will be a nice time... But they've been time. to other cities before. I don't know what you're talking about, and I won't respond to it. <laughs> um, but I think this is good. Sydney is showbiz. You know, she sparkles. This The Logies suit Sydney, and Sydney suit the Logies. Um, so I think, I think, yeah, this is a good thing. I liked it. One of the networks, obviously being seven, as you said, are passionate enough about it to swoop in and get the rights. That means I that there are that still too. people in management levels who... Uh, still care a little bit about the product and not so much about the numbers. So I love that there was, it, it, you know, it wouldn't have been embarrassing if the Logies are up, guys. Uh, anyone? Lo- Logies? Anyone? <laughs> anyone for the Logies? Well, but that's then, almost what it was. Oh, well, That's then, almost where it landed because the SBS problem for Nine, yeah. well, the problem <laughs> for Nine is while they were happy to hold on to it, it wasn't exactly their top 20, top 50 show of the year. Mm. The Logies are a that's ratings. That's pretty well, though. Oh, like it really doesn't, Rob. It's the problem is thousand. The problem is, yeah, but it runs for four and a half, five, seventeen hours, <laughs> which makes you know, eight hundred thousand all the more <laughs> impressive, doesn't it? Eight hundred thousand would only be total figures. That's not the five city metro overnights that they get for no, it. I think it is. Oh, bitch, it's not. When it goes to Sydney... Hey, lo- hey, today you had a go at me for calling Sydney Sin City, and you were so emphatic. You're like. Why Sydney's not known as Sin City. I'm like, it always has yeah, been. Yeah, I've literally never heard that. I rest my case, Your Honour. For Abby to also say I've never heard of that. I'm Google it, people. Right. Sydney's Google. always been known as Sin City. No, uh, not always, according to that article, okay. article you gave me. <laughs> um, not always. Well, for a long time, for decades. I think the Logies needs to go full Australian and take the piss out of itself. I think this kind of half middle row... Sorry. This middle, point of order, Robbo. Oh, my God. I didn't even get to my and, point. And I, I'll yes. let you finish your point, but I just want to say, <laughs> acknowledging that it's on seven, are they going to go full piss take on themselves? Well, I, I think that's what I was going to say. There's a middle road of you, you need to be more piss takey because it's the Logies. There should still be an element of respect in there, sure. but they need to have more fun with it because at the moment um, it's, it, it, it's not working. It's trying too hard to be something that it isn't and has never been. And it needs to go back to those roots. Well, look, I'm excited for it to be in Sydney. I think it'll be interesting. Mm. I'm excited, Abby, for the idea that Seven are going to try something. And, you know, let's see what they do with it. I will certainly be passing judgment. Mm. I'm sure you will. (laughs) I think that's the necessary thing, though, Rob, is it Seven have... Me passing judgment? Absolutely. (laughs) No, Seven have to prove themselves. You know, they put the money on the table. They they whisked it out from underneath Nine's nose. And they now have to prove to not only, frankly, their shareholders, the audience, that the Logies are better on seven. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, look, I think they're going to give it a red-hot poker go, so good luck to them. Mm -hmm. Hey, guess Sunday what? Sunday night, Belinda? 30th of July, Channel 7. Friends, the Logies will be back. We will Ooh. see you there. Belinda Russell is out as co-host of Weekend Today. I thought you were getting emotional, Ben. Come back to us, Robbie. Come on, mate. I thought, wow, she's great. Wow, but she's I just burping. I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a pretty harsh way to describe emotion. You're burping, but yeah. that's fine. It's about as emotional as I get, Mum. Okay. Belinda Russell is out as the co-host of Weekend Today. The Well Liked host made the announcement in an Instagram post and no reason was provided for her sudden departure. But sources tell TV Black Box changes are coming to the show with the final lineup of hosts yet to be signed off officially. Now, this is interesting because Weekend Today is just there doing its thing. Had a big win yesterday, uh, Sunday. It beat Sunrise. Uh, had a very good audience hold in. On, hold on. Hold had on, a very good. Hold on. It had a great audience on Saturday, my understanding is. <laughs> mm. Did it? Particularly one segment, Robert. That's right. That's what went for 60 seconds or <laughs> that bit. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Uh, anyway, it, it beat Sunrise yesterday. Had some really good figures. I will say, Mulk, it's taking a long time to sign off on the on the on the new lineup and it is going to be a new lineup uh charles croucher obviously left to go to canberra last year mm -hmm. belinda russell's now out we've got clint stanaway and jane as a party in the chairs at the moment but that isn't officially signed off and i don't think he's even fully decided yet so does it matter if they're winning no I mean, it's it's a bit of a challenge for for honestly both Weekend Sunrise and Weekend Today because they're obviously they're weekend breakfast shows. They're not going to have the biggest audiences of the week, short of a huge trauma or tragedy happening that they need to be able to flip over and cover. They're relaxed weekend shows. Um, you want to have you know names that people are familiar so that they reflexively put on the TV because we want to hear what is happening on you know Weekend Today or Weekend Sunrise from the hosts that we love to tune in for. Um, it's look. There can be all sorts of reasons why Belinda might have left. It does feel weird that it's just happened sort of out of nowhere and by and I'm gone, see ya, without any kind of thanks. Mm. Um, I, I think that it's, it's look, it's a part of the bigger Today Show oeuvre that they are just trying to work out and fine-tune and make things go. Um, and, the we and the weekend today show needed some work and had to do some tidying up, given that, as we know, Richard Wilkins has been hosting it for a long, long time and now isn't. Um, so that change is going to be a big change for people to get used to and they're going to need to sample it and want to dive into it and those sorts of things. It is Channel 9's breakfast television scenario. They're just trying to get people to come and sample them and, and stick on as viewers. What do we think of the changes to the... Actually, you know what? I don't think we can. <clears throat> I could tell that In from the moment you started doing that question. <laughs> he doesn't care about this. You don't care about that question. <laughs> Hates this question. I just want to start a petition to get Robbo on the panel. Thanking you. Robbo's co-host. You, you need to say something outrageous, What am I, Robbo? chopped liver? Yes. No, but Robbo's our weekend today regular. Yeah, I'm already in the stables. You do understand I've been on mm. the show more times than him, right? Oh, my goodness. This so sounds sorry. like it's a joke, but it's not a joke. <laughs> oh, it's not a joke. <laughs> no, no, this is... Like, there's no humour I suddenly realise where Abby's alliances are. Sorry. Get Robbo on weekend today. Never mind the fact Rob, Rob's been on there. <laughs> so, Abby, thank you for your support. Anytime. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, good neighbours are becoming good friends once again with more stars announced to return to the show's reboot. Annie Jones, Rebecca Elmologu, Georgie Stone, Tim Kano. They've all been announced to be returning in the past week to their regular roles. They're, of course, joining Stephen Dennis, Alan Fletcher, Ryan Maloney and Jackie Woodburn. They were previously announced. Also returning in guest roles are Ian Smith, April Rose Pengelly and Melissa Bell. Production is set to commence in the coming months and premiere worldwide in the second half of worldwide. the year in what was the biggest con job the TV, <laughs> the Australian TV industry has ever seen. I wanted to ask you this, Rob. Do you think that there were even whispers back then that they were going to get picked up before I've they ended the show? I've been doing some digging. Yes. They knew. Mm, interesting. So why, why end it like was that? was never cancelled. It was a stone. con job. This is why they didn't get the Hall of Fame in the Logies. This is why. I'm starting to put oh. the pieces together. This is why 
it didn't get all the big love and support because That's the industry or knew that key people in the industry knew the show was coming back. That's right. why you didn't get this big swan song. Because the rumour that I've heard was that they did it to get rid of a whole bunch of crew. Oh, I've reported on that. (laughs) To go cheaper. 100%. To go cheaper. Yeah, Yeah. so what happens? You kill the show, all the contracts are out, so then you You open up the books again (laughs) and you can employ people cheaper or... Don't employ the expensive ones who are on rolling contracts. Mm. Ramsey Street has gotten very, very small oh. in the new in the new neighbours iteration. It is not like four houses or whatever it was. It is way smaller. Mm. It's one house in a sh- and a and a hostel. And a hostel. <laughs> which long will plan. So, I, I I just want to throw in like awesome for those people that have got jobs. Congratulations to the new cast that are announced, including friend of the show Melissa Bell. We know you're listening. Um, love her. I couldn't give a shit no. about this casting. Like, oh. sorry, 10. Sorry, Prime. It's funny. I'm, I almost I'm didn't cooked. do the story, Mock. I almost threw it out on the run then. Like, I'm done, honestly. I, it's great that there's a resurgence. There's an opportunity. Great for, you know, people to get an opportunity to learn the craft and do those things if they'll even get close to the set. I just think that they've cooked it. They've over-egged it by... It's the end of Neighbours. By the way, it's coming back. Mm. Nobody yeah. cares. It Nobody also, cares. It wasn't rating then. Why is it going to rate now? I've thought this since they announced its oh, reboot. It's very nice. And it sounds like they're having pretty much the same cast. If people weren't watching it then, why are they now suddenly going to watch it? It doesn't make sense to me. And still haven't solved the programming solution of where are they going to put it while the yeah, project well, is still there. That's an interesting one. But you could argue with the renewed interest in the show, that's another element, Robbo. Ten were never going to air it on the main channel the finale, and no, had to be badgered I, I, into I it by the viewer. Hate, I hated this. Because <laughs> that's where it belonged. Like, come on, Tim, yes, get a heart. but Robert, my point, oh, another reason, because realize. they knew it was coming back. Everyone just went, oh, yeah, it's off for a year. All the evidence coming to life. No, We're yeah. through the looking glass here, people. You should see the corkboard I've got and all <laughs> yeah. the red strings. Right? Where's Seven New Spotlight when you need them? <laughs> yes, where are they indeed? They're off this interviewing is, dr- alleged drug checks. This yeah. is a McKnight Tonight investigation. <laughs> Neighbours no, and the long con. Oh, I like it. <laughs> That's good, I like it. It's a podcast series coming soon to TV Blackwell. <laughs> Actually, maybe it should be. Mm. Oh, can you imagine a serial-esque view on the Neighbours <laughs> con? God. <laughs> I can hear I can hear the intro already. It's just <laughs> no, like that slow down deep yes. reverb. No. <laughs> we thought it was over, over, over. Everybody but it was all bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. I'm Rob McKnight and you're here to join me on my thirteen thousand part journey. <laughs> So and true. don't forget Monsters Who Murder. Yeah, I thought you were going to say 13,000th podcast. Actually, the oh. new series of Monsters Who Murder is going oh. hangbusters. The, the new series of what? The yeah, I don't know that show. What show? We've just done a case. What show? No, yeah, I don't know Where what a man died in a suitcase. No, no, no. What show are you talking about? What show? Yeah. yeah you Monsters know. Who Murder. It's available no. at <laughs> patreon.com slash MWM confession. It's a joke that will last the years. Just do the joke with us. I don't know this podcast that you speak of. No, no, that's why I was telling her. No, does it have a... Does it go by a different name sometimes? <laughs> oh, Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, oh, that one. One. oh, that's a great oh, podcast. Yeah, oh, love that. The, the one, one that we all know about yeah. all the time. <laughs> that was tough work there. <laughs> I was so hard, Abby. I'm it. so sorry. No, I didn't get it. That was a long sometimes. callback for long-term listeners. Mm-hmm. Ten bucks, this doesn't make the show. Oh, bucks. it'll make it. All right, let's talk ratings while we're here. Mock, <laughs> maths just hit two million on catch up. A total That's TV right, figures. Second, all the figures come together. All the figures come together. Just getting us ready for Vols. It's like when Donald that lands. Trump finding extra votes. And let me tell you that James Warburton could not be more excited about Voz, and uh, he just will tell every journalist that stands still long enough for him to talk about Voz. You might want to tell me about Voz because I've got no idea what you're talking about. Oh, mate, what is that? A new show? It on this podcast, Robbo. I'll patch it through to James now, Robbo. He'll tell you about oh, it. Oh my goodness. What? Total TV, for the second week running, Married at First Sight on Sunday night has clipped 2 million viewers. It's the only program to do it, like, in any kind of serious way, I think, since so Total TV good. started getting reported. Mm. It's doing massive business. The other thing that really hurts in a commercial sense is that the ABC's Sunday night is really hitting its core demo of old people who don't give a shit and <laughs> want to see... <laughs> Who want to see Death in Paradise and Vera because Vera is smashing 
smashing 60 Minutes and Seven Years Spotlight, and Death in Paradise is killing Australian Idol and Australian Survivor. Like, it is, it's just, it's daylight to the ABC, and then it's the ABC and it's nearly daylight to Channel 10 with a, a cracking series of Australian Survivor, and then it's almost daylight again to Channel 7 and Australian Idol. Mug, what um, happened so Sundays, there? Because they were really competitive... But did Australian Idol get unlucky because this was such an amazing series of Survivor? Yeah, I think it's twofold. One is that Survivor's really just gone out of the box amazing. That's absolutely been in Ten's favour. And I think the challenge for Seven is that they've lent hard into a, into a nostalgic brand. And while they're getting elements of younger people watching, they're all drawn away to the shiny things that are MAFs and, Ozo and, and yeah. Survivor. And not it's their parents that are tuning in who aren't necessarily voting people uh, over at Idol. So it's doing okay. But in a normal sense, if MAFs wasn't doing what it was doing you'd say it's competitive but it's just fourth place on sunday night channel seven in prime time that's not where you want your big shiny four show to be can i suggest what i think australian idols issue is and i've thought long and hard about this and i've thought about it as you've all covered various topics of it since it was announced so as mark said it's a nostalgia brand so they're seemingly going for older people yet when they announced the auditions, you could only audition if you were between the ages. I, from memory, it was like 18 to 26 or something. It was a very young group yes. of people auditioning. So already the nostalgic audience isn't connecting with the people, with the contestants, because they're way younger than them. So now they're suddenly going for a younger audience. But then, as you talked about when it was announced, when the judging panel was announced, they had no diversity in their judging panel, which younger people will not tolerate. So they had two boys and two girls. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I, I just don't understand who their audience is because they're going for old people with nostalgia, young people with the contestants, old people with the lack of diversity. They're not... But that's why they shoehorn Marsha Hines in, right? Both yeah. to hit the diversity thing and the nostalgia thing. But oh, no, no, she was not... always planning to be, mate. No, she wasn't. No, Otherwise, she you was not because before. we interviewed Marsha Hines on 4BC and she had not been asked. Well, yeah, but that's, yeah. they're just, to me, they are not going towards one audience. They're contradicting themselves in the different decisions that they've made. Oh. And I think yes. that's been a massive issue. It's a scattergun a approach. Point. It's not paying off. Is this one of the issues Seven are facing with some of their shows? So Australian Idol... Everything you just said, Abby, actually makes a lot of sense. SAS Australia, have they gone too controversial with McLaughlin? And Big Brother, you all know I'm a Big Brother fan. Mm. I've got no interest in this series no. because of the whole to? dating thing. Yeah, it's now, bizarre. My understanding is that they are really toning that down and even stripping it out of mm. the show so they might be able to save it. Mm. But the problem for them is that my first impressions of it being about dating mm. and singles, I have no interest. So yeah. at this stage, I won't be watching Big Brother. Mm. Now, is and that... And NKR staring down not doing well either because it came back last year and people went, oh, all right. Mm. But they're not going to get that same audience this year. Mm. Well, there was the Nigella interest factor and then she was only there for <laughs> three farts and woof off she was gone. <laughs> and then shock horror wasn't announced for the next oh, one. Fuck. Yeah, they're making really bizarre decisions that I think are not appealing to anybody. It looks to be desperate, and that's not a great place to be for the network that claims it's number but one. But Seven's better than this. You, you say desperate, but Seven came back. Sure. Ja- when James Warburton came back, he really turned that network around and got them back in the game. So what's happening now? And, and look, we don't know that Big Brother's not going to rate. We don't know that these, SAS the Australia isn't going to rate. This is us no, pontificating, <laughs> right? So we might be talking out of our ass, but at the moment I'm not feeling a sense of wanting to watch that. But having said that, I wanted to watch Australian Idol. I thought that was game busters to be second behind maths. Boy, did I get that wrong. Mm. But I've always said this with, we were already getting a little bit tired of the voice, I think in the Mm. old, and then seven brought it back for that really quick, fast season. But they're not different enough. I don't no. want to see another no. bloody singing co- competition where you hear the sob stories and then the live shows. It's oh, no, they're different enough, Robbo. One's main colour is blue and the other's main colour is blue. <laughs> I did not know this, actually. That's true. And there is some kind of furniture in one. But, yes, I, mm. it's just too close. Like, Especially no with the cares. Australian Idol live shows not actually being live. That was its oh, one point of difference from The Voice. Totally and leading into that. that and, yeah. 
That was look. I think the the the, the challenge is for seven. There is no question that with the AFL having not started yet, they are behind the eight ball. That is such a huge investment and does such good ratings for them. You know, Thursdays to Sundays when they can put it on air. Uh, that not having it there, they're really feeling the pinch. They lost Thursday night last week to the NRL kicking off nationally. Like, that's just a sad place for Seven yeah. to be in. Now, the AFL does launch in a week for them, and they'll be so stoked that it's back, I cannot tell you. Um, Which also provides cross-promotional opportunities. But it's also only half the well, – not even half the week. If you're losing Sunday to Wednesday and hoping to make it up Thursday to, you know, Sunday afternoon or Thursday to Saturday, it's it, is it enough? If uh, Can you hang second- and third-rate formats that are tired – like, what are they launching that's new? Not heaps this year. If if your big, shiny reality shows can't do the goods on Sunday to Wednesday, it doesn't matter that you've got the AFL running the back end of the week to helping you kind of lift your, your chances. Mm. The front end still looks shitty for you. Do you think, Mulk or anyone, Australian Idol would have done better if it wasn't up against maths? I, I, think, I think it got the double whammy of maths and Survivor. I, I was really... Yep. I, I think... Even all the chatter about Survivor has made me want to watch it and jump mm. in late because of I just keep hearing so much buzz about it. So I, I think I think that it was a double-edged sword for Seven, to mm. be honest, and maybe if mm. it had been later in the year, it might have stood a better chance. Mm. We, we also have to acknowledge that Seven are coming off the back of not heaps of wins in their big shows. And, and, and as we've talked about before, you know... Um, your primetime schedule is a bit like the you know, a cruise ship. It takes a long time to turn around. And if you start to get a stink of maybe it's not as good as we thought you were, um, that can take a, a hell of a lot of effort. You need a big show with a big noise and a big win to turn the audience back around and go, oh, hang on, we actually think that that's going to be a thing. Is that why the voice and- work mocked? Is that why the voice worked? Because it was it a short... Yeah, didn't the, the seven series worked? It was a much shorter series. It rated all right. Didn't it rated all right, but it oh, didn't right. win. Can we just remember, too, last year, well, there's the whole debacle over who won what and whatever, but Seven certainly either won or were very competitive. Um, yes. I, I think we need to remember Seven can afford to have a, a, um, a stumble here and there because they've got a solid base of news, home and away, and sport, the being news the AFL. is the only thing keeping them out of third or fourth right now. Like, but that's why 100%. you have it. That's why you build up a news brand. That, well, that actually, not the reason you have a news brand is to be, you know, people who are meeting your legislative requirements for being no, a broadcast no, no, network. no. Otherwise, you wouldn't put, do any promos for it. You wouldn't pay people millions of dollars to be the face of it. The fact is, news plays an important part at the backbone of any schedule, and this is where Ten has got it wrong for years. Because when ten has faltered, they've had no backbone, as in far off, uh, uh, as in a a nightly stripped program oh. that they can rely on. Mm. Mate, seven well, and nine have Survivor. the news. Seven has sorry, Survivor's doing it for ten. No, without I any mean, of the help rounds. of the news. Year round. Sure. Oh, no, no. And I get that. And I acknowledge absolutely that, that you build off the base that 6pm news gives you for 100%. sure. 100%. In commercial television, it's all of the great things. The challenge for 7 is everything after 7pm seven for them is mediocre to not great. At the moment. And, oh, it can, mate, it, it can not t- even actually change been, on a dime. And, and it can. The difficulty is, and I think we're going to see it more in 2023 than we have before, right? We are, let's call it COVID-free. I know we're not, but let's lean into that kind of suggestion because productions are back doing things with big audiences and all of those sorts of things. Um, in that context, what we're finding now is that the younger audience that everyone is courting is just not watching free-to-air television. Like, they're no. just not there. So I think, I think commercial TV left its run very, very late. And getting those audiences is possibly at the risk of losing the older audience who are feeling displaced and don't have anywhere to go for their viewing. I, I, I think I think the state of the industry is a bit of a mess at the moment, but that's a much bigger discussion. Yeah, your seven pluses, nine now's ten plays are all going to help, but they're not going to. Which is why they're so keen on Voz getting into the daily narrative, talking about the BVOD numbers from last yeah, night I instead of a that. week ago. I don't know. But all I'm saying is that that just helps the free-to-air argument around, look at all of the young people watching us. 
the thing that we're going to learn is it's actually not that many young people watching you. Well, the networks have the numbers and James Warburton would be seeing early indications. So they would know and they're pushing it for a reason. But time sure. will tell. On average, on average, it's 150 to 180,000 viewers extra a night, except for maths, which is doing near 700,000. Mm, amazing. On <laughs> alone. All right, let's head into the TV binge box and find out what everyone's been watching. Abby, what has been tickling your fancy this week? Well, there was one show that premiered this week, the first three episodes. I've only seen the first one that I've been waiting for for maybe two years now, and it's called Daisy Jones and the Six. It's on Prime Mm. Video. Oh, is this good? I've seen... My, okay, I've seen I don't, pictures of it everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if I'm bi- So the book is like my favourite book of you all time. You are biased, but it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> the book is my favourite book of all time. It is like just so up my alley. It's basically about this... It's a kind of... The book is set out in kind of a documentary style. So it's like it, it'll have the person's name and then a bit of text and the next person's name. So it's as if they're sitting down in a documentary and, like, retelling this story, right? It's about this band from the 70s called Daisy Jones and the Six who kind of hit this massive peak of fame and then mysteriously disappeared, essentially. So they're kind of like a Fleetwood mac kind of vibe. And it is so good. The casting is, like, 10 out of 10. Every single character was exactly how I had pictured them. The music is amazing because it's interesting reading a book about music because they have sections of text where they have the lyrics of a song that they've written, right? And you're just reading that and you completely make up a tune in your head as you're reading it. So it is so cool actually having a soundtrack and having those songs that you've read be turned into real songs. It's just, oh, it's amazing. I have only watched the first episode, um, but I do want to watch the other two. And then I think there's, I don't know if it's dropping three every week or whatever, but it's on Prime Video. It's amazing. 3322, Abby. 3322, thank you. Um, So, yeah, I'm just super excited about it. I've just, I've been waiting so long and I am not disappointed. And the other one I have been watching has been Survivor. So, Survivor, I is like my favorite reality show, probably. Although I have been the US version. No, sorry, Australia, Australia. Okay, cool. Play on. So I have been leaning into maths a lot, which has meant that I've missed a lot of Survivor, um, and I have just been trying to catch up essentially. So in the last like couple of days, I've watched seven episodes, and like these are really Amazing. long episodes. So I'm just sitting down and just watching these. I'm still, I think, five episodes behind, so I'm slowly, slowly getting there, but. It is as good as everyone has been saying it is. It's amazing. That's all right. Mark will tell you what happens because you've lost your window of being able to watch it. I have been so spoiled by allowed, TV Black Box recaps every single day. <laughs> it is I went driving fishing. me up the wall. Um, but it, Actually, yeah, well, it's given amazing. your your very public view on spoiling things, yeah. what's your stance on recaps? Recaps are fine because Isn't you that see... spoiling it for people who haven't seen it? No, because you see that it's a recap and then you go in and watch it. But the headlines give it away. You see the photo and you immediately know who left. It has been Uh, driving me insane. That is a problem. It is. Uh, And TV Black Box is guilty of it. Yeah. Everyone is guilty of it. it, it, It is a major problem. The... And what you're talking about, Mulk, is for people watching on catch-up or um, in other states on a time delay, and it is a problem because we, like other outlets, will publish at the conclusion of the Sydney and Melbourne showing. And I sure. do think it's a problem. I don't know the answer to it. And that's why I haven't kicked just up a big Just use a logo from it. the show in the picture. Just a logo. That's all you need, guys. That's that doesn't drive SEO. people. Yeah. And, and, you know, for all <laughs> the people Sarah. saying, oh, it's <laughs> clickbait. Everything in life is clickbait. Every headline, every promo. I would suggest it's the opposite of clickbait. It's literally X went home tonight on Survivor. It's the opposite. (laughs) Look, the important thing is that we all know that he was dead the whole time. Anyway, (laughs) I have been watching The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Now, look, Mm. it's fabulous to have it back. I was very fortunate. There was a 48-hour window where Disney allowed the first two episodes to be seen by various media. And and I feel very grateful, but Uh-oh. they destroy the viewing experience because they put this big rob at tvblackbox.com.au through the middle of the screen. <laughs> Can't That's imagine amazing. why that is, Rob. No, no, I don't mind watermarks. I don't even mind when it flitter flutters all about the place. Flitter but the problem is this thing is so big. I don't think I've seen a, a, a clear shot of Grogu <laughs> once because it's right where his face is. Mm. 
But anyway, so I watched that because I still had to watch it. <laughs> now I'm watching it again on Disney+. Plus. But it's fabulous. Great new series. You'll enjoy it. Um, I watched Chris Rock Selective Outrage on Netflix today. Uh, it was interesting. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, and, and obviously we all wanted to hear about the slap. I found the whole live Netflix thing interesting because what they did for the first part of the day was they aired the live special and then just kept running it from the pre-show, the special and the after show on a loop. But the problem is you couldn't time when to jump in because you didn't know how long everything went. And so I'd turn on, oh, there's the after show. Okay, so it can't be too much longer, but I want to watch the after show after the show. Mm. So I turn off, then I'd come on, oh, he started. No, I don't want to see this. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't realise they were doing that. Yes. Now you can watch it on demand, Mm. but you can only see the actual comedy special, so you can't see the before and after shows. And, yeah, it's it's a struggle because I Mm. understand why they're doing it. They're trying to upload it and put it into their server, and that obviously takes time, which is why they're doing the loop. The problem is trying to jump in and out of it at the right point is really, really difficult. Mm. Robbo. Um, I've just been watching The Crown um, this week. So up to, what are we up to? Five, six? Is that the right one? One, two, three, Probably. four, five, six. Yeah, five, six. Loving it. Think it's a great show. Want more mm. of it. It's just wonderful. Although, you know, can I tell you though, it doesn't have the same sheen as the other ones. It just, you just feel what? it as you what watch it. What other ones? The other series. Oh. oh, right. Well, that's because we know they're making shit up now. When they did the early series, mm. we didn't know enough of the history that we thought, oh, this is all based on accounts. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so and true. Now you don't reckon they're, they're making stuff characters. up about that? Sorry? You don't reckon they were making stuff up about that then? No, no. Yeah, but- I'm realising that now, but mm. at the time I didn't know enough about mm. the royal history to understand that they were just yeah. making up events and things like that. Whereas I thought... Yes, there was some dramatisation, but it was pretty much as it was. But they're not. They just make shit up. Yeah. I'm still loving it. It just doesn't pop like the other four. Like yeah. they really popped and every episode popped. Mm. Um, it's yeah. still great. It's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just not popping, but it's great. Crown. Do you disagree with the casting, Robbo? Um, I, 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 look, I don't have a connection with her. I understand our Harry Potter friends would know her from a movie. Yes, um, it is but, difficult. But I... I could get Olivia oh. Coleman. Of course we could get um, that wonderful woman at the beginning that I can't remember. Claire um, Foy. Claire Foy. Claire Foy, yeah. um, I always thought at the moment it was announced, I was like, huh? But, but yeah. also to go from Olivia Coleman to her, wasn't yeah. that? Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, mm. but I agree, What, what yes. have you been watching? Look, heaps, honestly, Rob, and I, and I agree with oh, you. No. That oh, no. Oh, my God. season has been excellent. Um, look, oh. I commend to you the TV binge box where this week I review uh, The Mandalorian. I review Dawn of the Dolphins, a new documentary about um, uh, the Dolphins joining the NRL. Very um, good. I look at um, History of the World Part 2. Oh, um, is it good? Which is... No, he can't answer that because he hasn't picked he's his He's already name-dropped his... three oh, shows. Oh, my God. I, I, at the moment, he's, you caught he's, me I encourage you to listen to this week's episode, Robbo. I encourage you to listen to this week's episode, Robbo, and just know that I was disappointed about one show in particular. Ooh. Um, so, and Perry Mason season two, I also reviewed on That's this week's TV bench box. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm acknowledging what's on the sh- on the on the show mm-hmm. list. Uh, um, what's your name, Abby? Oh. Um, so let's let's not start that for one second. After all the support I give you, this is horrid producing. Um, the two shows I would like to talk about. Um, the first it's one right, finished we'll this week. Just cut all that. Like, <laughs> wow. How great is it to be part of a family mm. where they encourage you mm. and hey, support you? Know you know you're the part of a family do. when they take the piss. It's just so unfair. Um, the 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 first show I want to talk about finished technically in the last week on the ABC. It's available all on ABC iView. Better date than never. Um, this has been a wonderful. Um, uh, another sort of documentary dating series, again, looking at people with all sorts of different situations who are trying to get into um, the, the dating game and find love, yeah. as simple as that, no, whether thanks. they are a transgender woman or they are a young man uh, from China who has um, is definitely on the spectrum, uh, or they are a young person who struggles with uh, agoraphobia and those mm. kinds of things. Like, it's it's been just a delightfully and deftly handled What's that um, on, series. I like the sound ABC iView now. Oh, love ABC. Maybe. It's called Better Date Than Never. And that's been just phenomenally lovely, wonderful television. Um, 
I also look. There are so many things that I could talk about, but the other one I'll zero in on, <laughs> given that it's Bean Pride Week, uh, has been the first episode of Queer Australia, um, hosted by Zoe Coombs Ma, looking at, funnily enough, the queer history of Australia, and it is both incredible and gobsmacking and horrendous and amazing that, like, a we as a country are in the position that we are in in acknowledging and welcoming queer people into and acknowledging their their, their community and, and, and the way that they want to just be a part of us and who they are. That's phenomenal. The struggle that our queer brothers and sisters uh, and friends have had to go through to be a part of this community is outlined across um, uh, the three-part series, including the first episode focusing on the law particularly. Mm. And, mm. like, when do you think that um, homosexuality was finally made legal in, I think it was, no, it wasn't Tasmania was the last one. Yes. It wasn't Queensland. No, one of the Tas- states. Tasmania. It was late. 97. It was like was it- the 90s. 97. Yeah. I was alive and homosexuality Even I finally was alive. became legal. It's just <laughs> horrendous. Um, so it's, it's uh, an incredible look at... Um, the Queer History of Australia. I commend it to you again. Available on ABC iView. The first episode, at least. The second episode is airing Tuesday night at 8.30 uh, and again next week. Do you have to be gay to enjoy it, Malk? I would say not, Robbo, because I'm not gay and I'm enjoying it. No one one was saying anything, Malk. No one's trying to in you, Malk. Um... (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what you mean by that, Rob. It was just a silly joke, sorry. It was just a silly joke. Thank you, Mark. And that brings us to the end of TV Black Box for another week. It's been fabulous to have your company. Don't forget, for all the latest news exclusives too, go to tvblackbox.com.au. Mark, Abby, Robbo, and you, thank you for your company. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.